Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Village's Daily Sun's What's Happening podcast. I'm Holly Lawler, the Associate Managing Editor of Broadcasting for the Daily Sun. And joining me is Executive Producer of the Village's News Network, Jill Winters. Hello, Jill. Hello, Holly. We're going to tell you about what's happening in and around Florida's friendliest hometown. So let's get started once again with the return of entertainment to the town squares. Jill, we talked about this last week, but today is the big day that live entertainment is coming back to each of the town squares. So let's talk again about how this is going to be set up, because of course there have to be safety precautions in place for it to work. The inside square area will be blocked off with one entry and exit point. Everyone will still have access to all the restaurants and stores outside of the square. It's just the area directly around the stage that will have limited capacity. To keep the numbers down, anyone who wants to go into that area will need a free pass that you can get at the village's box office. So you'll go to one of those locations and pick a date and a town square, and they'll give you a pass if there are any available. It will be good for the entire evening, so you can come and go as you please. You can also get passes by going to tickets.thevillages.com. So the bands for tonight are Trip 19 at Spanish Springs, Studio 77 at Lake Sumter Landing, and Paisley Craze at Brownwood. And passes went up for grabs Friday, so they might be all taken for tonight by now. I'm sure these passes will be in demand, so if you want to get back on the square anytime soon, you should go to that website as soon as possible. And here it is again, tickets.thevillages.com. See which of your favorite bands are on the schedule. And remember, for now, chairs won't be provided, so you will need to bring your own. Holly, I know people have been looking forward to this for a long time, and it's going to be great hearing live music at the town squares again. So it's exciting that the time is finally right. Apparently, it's also the right time for concerts to make a comeback because the Sharon All Morse Performing Arts Center also is scheduled to reopen this week. On Friday, the theater will host its first show since March with a Lobby Lounge Cabaret performance by Ruth Ann Bigley, who goes by the stage name Pinky. This won't actually be in the lobby as these shows usually are. It's actually being moved to the auditorium, so everyone has plenty of space to spread out and feel comfortable. Pinky is a fairly new resident of the villages, and this is her first big performance in the community, so we want to welcome her to the scene, and we're sure she'll have a lot of success here. She will perform a one-woman cabaret show called Divas Through the Decades, where she'll sing and tell stories from her career so everyone can get to know her better. Just a couple days later, the Village's Philharmonic Orchestra will perform a Pops concert on Sunday at the Sharon. They have limited the audience to 200 people spread out throughout the 1,000-seat theater, and all patrons will be strongly encouraged to wear a mask. You can get tickets for both of these performances at thevillagesentertainment.com if there are any left. Jill, the directors at the Sharon and the studio theater Tierra Del Sol know that not everyone is ready to go to in-person events yet, so they still are offering virtual entertainment options as well. They recently debuted their snack-sized plays, which are only 10 minutes long and offer a provocative story in a small package. They are offering a new show this Friday at 1 p.m. called 23 Opinions No One Wanted, and next Friday they'll debut one called The Game. These shows are free and feature professional actors, so this is just another fun, innovative way our local theaters are continuing to entertain during the pandemic. 
That's one thing about COVID, Jill, is that like any crisis, it has prompted new ideas and new ways to entertain. That's right, Holly, and they've done a great job adjusting during this unprecedented time. And it just so happens that this Sharon will offer one more of their full-length virtual stage play readings, which are a little more involved than a table reading. In these shows, the actors are still reading from the scripts, but there's a little bit of costuming and sets to make it feel more like a live theater experience, and that's what we all like, right? And these you can also stream at a certain time with the ticket, so you're watching it at the same time as the rest of the audience instead of on demand. The last show is Deborah, and it'll be at 7 p.m. Friday. This is about a woman named Deborah Sampson who dressed as a man so she could fight in the Revolutionary War. Tickets are $10, and you can find them at thevillagesentertainment.com or thesharonstudio.com. After this show, they will focus on the first show in the studio's fifth season, Pipeline, which is scheduled to open November 20th at the Sharon. And Jill, our residents can find even more live entertainment throughout the week at places like Edna's on the Green, Beverage Pavilion in the village of Marsh Bend, and many of the country clubs in the villages. But not only is live entertainment making a cautious return this week, so are resident lifestyle group meetings at the recreation centers. Today is the first day of regular club meetings at the rec centers, and of course there are new safety guidelines in place. You've probably heard from the leaders of any clubs that you belong to as far as whether or not they have decided to resume meeting yet. If you haven't, don't call the rec center. Call or email your club leader. He or she will be the one to let you know if your club is planning to meet and what the new rules will be. Some clubs are really large, so they'll have to split up their membership somehow, and certain activities aren't allowed yet, so it's going to be different at first, just like everything else. But what's important is you will have the chance to socialize with your friends and neighbors again in the safest way possible. Holly, the fitness clubs at the rec centers also reopened today, and the boats are up and running again at Lake Sumter Landing, so those are encouraging signs of life getting back to a new normal. The Recreation and Parks Department also has decided to make it easier for people to access in-person recreation services by creating three offices instead of just one in Lake Sumter Landing. Now they have a northern office at La Hacienda Recreation Center, a central office at Seabreeze Recreation Center, and then a southern office at the Finney Recreation Area. All three of these offices can help you with room reservations, starting a new resident lifestyle group, or any other recreation and park services. So that's another welcome change for residents putting these services closer to home. And Jill, we mentioned last week that the Recreation and Parks Department has also brought back the Enrichment Academy Speaker Series, starting with the presentation on Mark Twain on October 22nd at Rohan Recreation Center. So far, three speakers are lined up, and of course, there will be limited capacity and social distancing in the audience. If you want to see who is on the schedule, go to theenrichmentacademy.org and click on Our Team and then Speakers. And Holly, in more reopening news, all of the Sumter County libraries have reopened, and that includes the Village's public libraries at Belvedere and Pinellas Plaza. They have been closed for six months now, and I'm sure villagers are glad to have that service available to them again as well, so stop by your favorite library and pick up a book. Jill, perhaps the biggest opening news of all is that the Chitty Chatty Bridge is going to open this Friday. Last week, 20 households made history as the first to cross this bridge that goes over State Road 44 between Rohan Recreation Center and the village of Chitty Chatty. 
One resident even took their dog along for the ride. The Brownwood Bridge and the Water Lily Bridge are set to open later, and you can still enter to be chosen as one of the first to cross those bridges. Just visit thevillages.com and click on Bridges Nearing Completion. Then follow the instructions. And get your golf cart ready to go try out the Chitty Chatty Bridge starting Friday. And Holly, another grand opening news. A new restaurant opened last week just outside the villages in Lady Lake. And it made a big impression on opening day with a huge donation to the Honor Flight Network. Mission Barbecue is now open in the Lady Lake Commons Plaza where the new Goodwill store and Total Wine are located. Co-owners Bill Krauss and Steve Newton presented a check for almost $500,000 to the National Honor Flight Organization, which will share the funds with Village's Honor Flight and other chapters. We're humbled just to be a part of organizations like the Honor Flight Network and know that we'll continue to support and try and do our part to make a difference as well. The donation was actually broadcast live on Fox and Friends. For those who don't know, Honor Flight is a passion of mine, and it's a volunteer group that takes veterans to Washington, D.C., free of charge, to visit the war memorials dedicated to them and their service. Like most other groups right now, fundraising hasn't been easy because of COVID-19, so this donation is really needed and much appreciated. The owners of the Mission Barbecue chain say they are proud to be in the villages where there is such a large concentration of veterans. And one really cool thing about this restaurant is every day at noon, they actually stop everything in the restaurant to play the national anthem and to remind us all that we are lucky to be in America and free. This incredible donation will help send about a thousand veterans on future Honor Flight missions. And they have an ongoing relationship with Honor Flight, so go check out their food and support a good cause at the same time. And in other veterans news, Jill, the Vietnam Veterans of America Chapter 1036 has moved its upcoming pancake breakfast to a new location. The event will now take place from 7.30 to 11 a.m. this Saturday at Bonifay Country Club, where people can sit outside on the covered patio if they choose, and there's plenty of room for social distancing. The cost is $7, so if you're looking for a great breakfast for a good cause, be sure to check that out on Saturday morning. Also on Saturday, Holly, is the Village's Walk to End Alzheimer's. This is another fundraising event that usually happens in person, but has been moved to a virtual event this year. You still have time to register for the walk by going to alz.org backslash walk and search for your area. You can sign up as a team captain, team member, or individual. Participants have been raising money through self-donation, social media campaigns, and fundraising events. The opening ceremony will take place online at 9 a.m. Saturday, and then those who are participating will walk throughout the community wherever they choose. This is a good example of a group that said, we aren't giving up, we're going to find a way to make this happen, and they did. That's right, Jill. Groups in this community are resilient, and they aren't letting this pandemic keep them from helping out others in whatever ways they can. Community United Methodist Church is going to bring in One Blood's Big Red Bus for a blood donation drive from 8.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Tuesday in front of the Family Life Center of the church in Fruitland Park. All donors will receive a wellness check and COVID-19 antibody testing. Donors are asked to wear masks, and if you have been ill, please be symptom-free for at least 14 days before you show up. They will take walk-ins, but appointments are encouraged to keep the flow steady and not have too many people there at one time. So visit oneblood.org, click on the Donate link, and find the Community UMC Drive if you want to help out in this way.
And Holly, right down the road from Community United Methodist Church is Mystic Ice Cream. And the owners are going to have a grand reopening and ribbon-cutting event also on Tuesday at 4.30. Daryl and Lisa Day have owned the ice cream shop since last December and say they are proud to be part of the community. They never really had a grand opening event, so they want to officially thank everyone for supporting them in the last eight months, both at their shop in Fruitland Park and at their ice cream truck, which is parked in front of Edna's on the Green in the village of Marsh Bend. They offer more than 30 flavors of homemade ice cream made from all natural ingredients, some that even contain alcohol for adults, and their Fruitland Park location offers nightly entertainment too. This event will also have live music and door prizes, and it's just a cool place to check out, so go out and welcome them to the community if you haven't already. I know I've been to Mystic Ice Cream, and their flavors are delicious. Jill, residents are always good about supporting local businesses, and in turn, most of our local businesses give back to the community. Johnny Rockets in Lake Sumter Landing has entered a partnership with Your Humane Society in Sumter County to help raise funds for them on a regular basis. On the second Monday of each month, the restaurant will give 10% of all food purchases to the Humane Society. All customers have to do is show the flyer about the initiative for part of their bill to be donated. Owner Kirk Walker says the Humane Society is working with fewer volunteers because of the pandemic, but the workload is the same if not greater, so he wanted to help. The proceeds will help with operational needs like medical expenses and food. Holly, another group that has not given up on fundraising efforts is Dollars for Scholars. This group usually hosts big concerts that raise funds for scholarships that help local high school students go to college or trade school after they graduate. This year, the majority of their fundraisers were canceled, so they came up with some alternatives. A few weekends ago, they had an Oktoberfest event in the parking lot of Clearview Optics in Mulberry Grove Professional Plaza. The owner of Clearview Optics has offered his parking lot for dances and other events that usually raise money for a good cause. This one had music by the village's German band and folks dressed in German attire. The event brought in more than $1,000, and the organizers say every little bit helps. They promise they will not give up on helping students realize their dreams of furthering their education. The next fundraiser will be a Halloween party in that same parking lot, and everyone is invited to wear costumes and participate in a contest. That sounds like a lot of fun. Jill, it's great that they are so dedicated to making sure they can help as many local kids as possible pursue secondary education. A lot of kids get into college through sports scholarships, and they are glad that they're even able to play sports this fall, considering how the year has been going. Not playing could have hurt their chances at getting recognized by college recruiters. Fall sports are in full swing at the Villages High School and Wildwood Middle High School, and Villages residents are always supportive of our local student-athletes. You can always find out what matches or games are coming up and follow along with the athletes' progress by reading your Daily Sun every day. You can also watch our weekly prep roundup on the Daily Sun News Show on Xfinity Cable Channel 2 at 6 p.m. Tuesdays. And speaking of sports, Holly, the fall polo season is also in full swing and will be now through November 15th. Matches are always played at 3 p.m. on Fridays and 1 p.m. on Sundays at the Village's Polo Club off Buena Vista Boulevard. This season, they are only filling the stands to 20% capacity, or you can tailgate in your car or golf cart. If you want to check out a live polo match, go to thevillagesentertainment.com to find tickets. It's a really cool experience to take in a match at that beautiful polo club. Jill, pickleball is a sport that has been played throughout the summer, but only with friends playing casual games. 
It's time for real competition to return, starting with a women's doubles tournament on October 13th and 15th. The Recreation and Parks Department has organized this event for players rated 3.0 and higher, and you have until Wednesday to sign up at any regional recreation center. Registration is free, so if you've been missing playing in actual tournaments, this is your chance to get back into it. A men's doubles tournament will be held next month, and a holiday fun tournament is planned for December. Holly pickleball and other sports are just one way our residents are staying social during this time. Most neighborhoods have a social club for the whole village, or maybe just for a few streets, and it's a way for neighbors to get to know each other and form friendships and bonds. People might not realize that because of the pandemic, a lot of our newer residents didn't get the same warm welcome as they normally would have, and they've had a lot more obstacles when it comes to getting to know each other. That's why I'm happy to report that a few new social clubs have started recently in these newer neighborhoods. The DeLuna Social Group already has 50 members who are getting ready for their first meeting at 4 p.m. this Friday under the outdoor pavilion at Water Lily Recreation Center. They are going to have a happy hour and some appetizers and simply spend time learning more about each other. If you're a new resident of that village, feel free to join them. The group plans to meet the second Friday of each month, and the McClure and Friends gathering happens every Thursday evening at Riverbend Recreation Center. This group has been meeting for the past year, but so far it only has about 20 people from McClure, Fenny, Linden, and Monarch Grove. They set up near the fire pit and socialize or play corn toss, and they welcome residents of any of the new southern villages. It's a great way to meet new friends in this new community that you call home. Jill, it's great to see that neighbors are still finding ways to stay in contact and make new friends. When our residents form bonds, they are deep. And that's what this week's interesting story is about. Michelle Us of the village of Buttonwood has forged many connections as director of music at Temple Shalom of Central Florida, her work with interfaith peace partners, and as a member of the village's Pops Chorus. She was diagnosed with ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease, recently, and her friends wanted to show their support. So they organized a parade past her house of more than 75 vehicles, with multiple people inside and even a police escort. Michelle says some of them dropped off gifts and cards, and the surprise outpouring of love let her know that she has plenty of support while battling this disease. Her friend said she has such a big heart, and she deserves all the support they can give her. What a great feel-good story to end our broadcast with. That's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. As always, you can find all of our podcasts by visiting thevillagesdailysun.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I'm Holly Lawler. And I'm Jill Winters. Tune in again next week to stay up to date on what's happening around the villages.